you are listening to About Progress. This is episode 244, How to Dramatically Shift Your Time Management with Stephen Lawson. Late January of this year, I was finally finalizing my goals for 2020, which was a whole lot better than March of 2019 that it was for me last year. But over and over again, as I was pouring through my goals and who I want to be and the things I want to work on, I had the same thought. It all comes down to how I manage my time. Listen, we all want to get more done in less time, but that's where I think the typical time management tips lose the mark. Yes, we want to get better at practical ways of boosting our productivity and with that, our time management, but what about having more soul behind our productivity and our time management? Back in January as well, I held a free You Can Get Organized Challenge, and as part of it, I asked a few of the guest teachers for my organization overhaul audio course to participate, and I practically begged today's guest, Stephen Lawson, to participate. After his live class on the challenge was over, I got so many comments and direct messages stating that they had never resonated more with the time management expert. Specifically, they said over and over, it was like he was putting the soul back into productivity. Stephen Lawson is the founder of Monk Manual, and it's a planner I'm obsessed with. I've told you about it many times. And as a productivity and time management obsessor, he learned how to live life based more on our truest priorities rather than on the lower level to-dos. If you are ready to chase the to-do list less and end your days knowing that you lived a real life, then listen to this episode. In it, we will share both practical ways to shift your time management for the better, as well as an underlying philosophy that I think is very transformative of what it looks like to make your time well spent. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. Here you will get interviews and teachings that guide you towards meaningful growth and living the life you want without losing yourself in the process to perfectionism. Listen in to get lovingly pushed by our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. I tend to get a lot of questions about podcasting, and the most common one is, how can you do this as a stay-at-home mom? As you know, I podcast um, as a side venture. I am primarily a stay-at-home mom, but podcasting has not only made me a better mom, it's also made me manage my time better too. I prioritize my kids and my work And because of that, I get much more done in the precious hours I spend on my podcast because I've only got nap time and after bedtime to be devoted to it. If I can create a podcast from nothing to now well over well past 1 million downloads, I know this is something I can teach you moms out there. And I have taught well over 100 women how to do just that. Podcast U is now open for enrollment until April 1st, and I join in my partnership with Rachel Nielsen of the 3 and 30 Takeaways from Mom podcast under Podcast U. We are both teaching some free classes on podcasting in just a few weeks, one on how to start your podcast and another on how to grow the podcast you already have and love. So you can sign up by going to podcastu.co, that's C-O, slash free class. 
If you're not interested in podcasting, it's totally okay. We have been surprised by the sheer amount of people who have found Podcast You because of their friends or family members who pointed them in that direction. So if you are not interested, it's okay. You definitely know someone who is. If you can pass on this information for them and let them know about the free classes we are teaching in just a few weeks. Again, send them or yourself to podcastu.co slash free class. All right, are you ready to learn both how to improve your time management and to put the soul back into your productivity? Let's turn our time over to Stephen Lawson. I want to remind you to stay till the end so that you can hear the progress pointers from this episode so that you can go and do something with what you learned today. Hi, my name is Steve Lawson. I'm the founder of The Monk Manual. It's a company company that's built around helping people to experience greater being and doing in their daily lives, not just more doing. Um, and I live in Cincinnati, Ohio, with my wife and three kids. Okay. You know what? That mission statement alone, greater being and doing, is exactly why I've been so drawn to you in general and your products, of course, because a lot of people struggle with their time management, especially in the way they are viewing it and how they're using it. So let's start this conversation by, I would love to hear your answer to this. What are people doing wrong when it comes to time management? Sure. Well, I I think whenever you think about um, anything we do, um, when you want to be intentional about it, the question that's often most helpful is to ask, what do you really want? So what do you really want with this action you're doing, um, with this investment you're making? So say you're even investing in productivity or you're, you're investing in time management. What is it that you really want at the end of the day? Um, mm. A lot of people today are really attracted to product. Pro- productivity is a big topic uh, and organization is a big topic. And I think that the starting point should be what is it that you're really searching for? And for me, I had uh, for a long time um, subscribed to a lot of the, I guess, best practices you would normally hear around productivity, which is which really a lot of it focuses on how do you become more efficient? How do you get more done? Um, and what I ended up finding was that's really kind of a, a race to the bottom. It doesn't really... Um, it doesn't really end. You never get to the point where you feel like, okay, I'm okay now. Um, because yeah. it really is, it, to, to use your language, it's really kind of trying to race towards perfection um, when, mm. when rather than focusing on, on the progress and, and the actual process of progress that's taking place. And so what I would suggest is that really when people um, are turning towards productivity, what they really want is greater peace. Uh, they want to have the sense that they're, um, they're spending their time well, that they're investing in the right things in their lives, that they are really living out their own personal mission uh, amidst their family, amidst their community. And um, where I think that uh, we often get off track um, in, in relation to that is we can sometimes have a sense that we need to be everything to everyone. Hmm. And uh, I, I like to think that there's really two ways to get to, to accomplish a to-do list, right? Um, uh, or, or to, yeah, to get everything done on a to-do list. One is, you know, you have a massive to-do list and you try to optimize every single aspect of your life so you can cram everything in. Hmm. Or what you do is you try to make a smaller to-do list. You try to focus and say, you know, these are the things that are really most important. And the thing is, is the end result is somewhat the same in that in both scenarios, you end up having a to-do list that might feel complete um, at the end of the day, 
but the experience of the, the latter uh, is very different because there's a certain freedom that comes when you're able to really um, be present in, in the work that you're doing, in your family life, in your business, whatever that might be. Um, and, and I think that if we lose that, which I think a lot of productivity best practices, uh, they don't focus on that. So I think we often do lose that. Um, then in some ways, uh, you're not really even achieving the thing you would originally set out to do, which is to have greater peace. Hopefully that makes sense. Oh, it absolutely does. And, you know, I'm just going to sum up some of the things I heard you saying of what's getting in people's ways. We're talking about mindset, how you're viewing time management. Maybe you are over managing your time, over prioritizing, like too many things are the priority in your mind. And the lack of intention, um, missing the mark there. And I would say the undercurrent to all of this, and what I'm hearing you, if this is correct, is fear. You know, when people are either over managing their time and they're spending extensive amounts of energy and obsession doing it, or the reverse is not even managing their time, um, it's all because of fear. What would you say that's a fear of? That's a big question. Right. Um, first of all, I would say I would say I agree with you 100 yeah. percent. I do think that fear is at the root of um, most of the problems we encounter with um, managing our time or, or even more broadly kind of actualizing in a sense, the vision for our lives that, that we want to achieve. Um, I think, I think part of it could be, you know, a fear of, of failure, a a fear of, well, you know, what happens if I go and, um, do this and I don't succeed? I think, I think equally there's a fear of, um, success that can occur, which seems like such a ridiculous thing, but, um, any sort of, any sort of, change we have, whether it's positive or negative, in a sense, threatens our current status quo um, and stretches us, uh, mm. sometimes even stretches our identity, right? It's, it's hard to imagine sometimes um, what life could be like. And so we can gravitate towards um, that, that comfort base. But I think, um, I think that ultimately, um, our fear is actually uh, deeper rooted even than that. I think that there's a, there's something that happens when we really come face to face with our time that reminds us of a, um, the shortness of our own lives. Um, and rather than taking an honest, like critical view of that and, and, and kind of leaning into that and engaging that, it's easier to sometimes just look away um, or to distract ourselves. That goes even deeper than I was thinking. And I'm just sitting here with my jaw open because that makes so much sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's um, one of the reasons that I was really attracted to um, monks with creating this, this tool, the monk manual, is in a certain sense, what they've discovered is that your use of time and your use of action is very deeply tied into your, your experience of life itself, right? It's, mm-hmm. Sometimes I think, I think in our, in our um, modern sensibility, we can, we can approach life as if um, we, it, you know, once we get, we're at A and once we get to B and then C and then D, we're always working towards some point where our life can happen, but our life is happening right now. And uh, like right now when we're doing this, this podcast, right? Like this is, this is as much a part of my life as, um, my kids being born or me having a great success. I mean, it's all part of our life and, and focusing on trying to find ways to really be more engaged in the present moment and, and, and where you're actually, um, uh, living your life, uh, and not thinking your life happens in the future or the past, but your life happening right now, um, is, 
is a real key, I think, to feeling this sense of peace and fulfillment. I actually think that one of the things that's um, scariest for me is, you know, I it's difficult for me even. I have um, I have three kids, as I mentioned earlier, yeah. and when I really am fully engaged with my kids, there's equal parts of joy and pain in that because I, I realize that when I'm spending time with my kids, if I'm really seeing their face and engaging like their smile and, and just really being present with them, I'm so aware that that's just like a moment that's coming and going and, and to the degree that you can, you can um, tap into that. I, I don't know how I went so far in a direction of getting into these kind of deeper things, but I'm, I'm kind of happy we ended there. No, I really think this is what we need to hear because time management it impacts us this much. It is this deep. And if we're not really considering the levels to why we are struggling with it, then we're not really going to make progress. And the biggest thing that stood out to me is you talking about how our lives are happening right now. Now, Steve, I think we both have had a similar past in being more of an, a, a productivity obsessor. You know, doing things, being too hell bent on managing every part of our day um, because we're trying to go after an arrival point and then finally coming to reckoning that that, that arrival never comes. Um, but I also was, you know, what I did in, in, in response to that was I became someone who didn't manage my time at all, also after out of that fear. So I I would just like for you to, to share your own experience with this about what it was for you when you realized I'm not living in the present and how you began to switch your time management in ways so that you were showing up better and with the soul that we've talked about. There is, uh, as you alluded to, um, I found myself at a certain point being somewhat obsessed with um, productivity and, and, and just trying to do more. And I think that if I'm really honest with myself, um, some of that was rooted in my wife stays home. Uh, she's a stay-at-home mom. Some of that came from a fear of, um, you know, what if I'm not able to really provide for my wife and my family? Or yeah. uh, what if I'm not able to be like the father I want to be, right? Different insecurities that come up. Mm. And, and probably, a, um, and, and those aren't actually bad in and of themselves, yeah. right? I think those are good to have those sorts of desires. But um, where 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 the signals kind of get crossed is when there's a disproportionate desire for control or there's a sense that we can really control certain things that are outside of our control and 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 it's it um uh, it can become almost obsessive um because there's a sense that well if we could just um if we could just tweak this and that and the other thing then we would be um uh, able to find like the perfect system or in a sense, be, be perfect in my attempt to, in a sense, be, um, perfect. I wasn't actually able to be who I really wanted to be to myself or to my family, uh, as a, as a husband, as a father. And, um, and, and what I really wanted, I, I, I now I'm kind of a broken record, but I really just wanted peace. Right. Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. um, I, I saw, that all these things that were being prescribed were just not leading to that, which led me to look in a very strange place, which is the, the monastery with monks, because um, just noticing that there seemed to be something different, a different way of, of looking in a different way in a sense of being um, that was present there. Our culture is so embedded with certain things that kind of trigger us to find our worth in certain things. Um, and... Uh, I think we're really raised from a very early age to find our own sense of um, 
success or maybe even just basic security in our ability to um, be productive and to do all the things. That's so fascinating where like culturally we also all know that at the end of our lives we don't actually desire that. We don't actually want, we all know that what we really desire is often the things that are right in front of us that we don't actually prioritize or that yeah. we find we, we cut out at the expense of some of these other things. Yeah, I think we can vacillate between the two extremes. And again, yeah. this is a very monastic thing, but the idea of balance, right, and, mm -hmm. and just doing what we can um, is really important. Let's take a little break here. Aren't you loving this conversation with Steve? Now, we wanted this episode to be able to stand alone as super helpful. Instead of it serving as a giant infomercial for Steve's product, The Monk Manual, but I am going to devote this ad break to tell you that if you are loving what he is teaching you here, that you will adore the Monk Manual. This is a planner unlike any other with monthly, weekly, and daily modules all designed to powerfully and quickly help you prioritize, find gratitude, and reflect. It will help you get more of what matters most done each day in a way that won't make you hate yourself. I've had that problem with time management in, this, in the past. I have an affiliate discount for, code for you. You can use the code about progress. That's one word, all caps to get 10% off, including the already discounted bundles, which I'm a huge fan of. Go to monkmanual.com and you can print off some of their free pages to try out the daily modules for yourself. And then when you're ready to order, use a code about progress for 10% off. Yeah, I like that you're saying balance is doing what we can because the flip side of being, you know, obsessed with time management and not doing it, that also comes at a cost of us being, you know, tossed to and fro. We just get whiplash of whatever we're more reactive, you know, to whatever is coming our way instead of really being more intentional about it, which also means we are failing to show up for the things right in front of us that we do want to prioritize. So let's talk to the people who are eager to now work on finding that greater peace and having that more of that balance of doing what they can in a better way with their time management. What are some ways that they can, you know, practically transform the way they are managing their time? If you want to go and learn um, some various best practices about just maybe organizing um, a schedule, um, there's a lot of resources out there around how to do that. Time blocking, I'm a big fan of. Um, I'm a really big fan of the idea that our brains have a hard time multitasking and it's it's easier to kind of structure time and try to really focus um, on doing certain things at different times to the degree that you're able to do that. But but what I actually think is... is, is um, so much, so much of the productivity um, uh, literature you'll find operates really in the space of making tweaks. And tweaks can be good, but I, what I would suggest is to try and take a more transformative approach. And, 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 and that's, I think, by zooming out and taking a deeper look at your current life and a lot of the habits you have, one way to do that is um, to take a certain sector of your life, um, and maybe you could even look at like a whole week and say, okay, what do I do in a given week? And then... Um, go back through that. So whether you actually lived through that and, and wrote it down or whether you're kind of just projecting backwards, go through each of those different actions you do um, and ask yourself, why do I do that? So why am I really doing that? Um, two reasons that that can be really helpful. One is you might find there's certain things you're doing that really you shouldn't be doing. 
that maybe at some point you agreed was the right thing to do, or maybe maybe you say, I, I did this because my mom always did this, or my dad always did this, and I feel like this is what you're supposed to do. But you can, when, when you look at it kind of right in the face like that, you can start to realize some of the things that are just in your life have gone there on autopilot, and you actually don't have a, a desire for those things. Mm. Um, the other thing is some of those things, um, by actually understanding the reason you do it, it, it in a sense can transform the experience itself, right? So t- like I, I'll drive my kids to school a few days out of the week. My wife will drive them some of the other days. And, um, you know, I'm going to do that regardless. I have to do that. But when I ask the question of why I'm doing that, it reminds me of why I'm doing it. And now it's not just a burden that's on my shoulders, but it's a real opportunity to, to potentially engage with my family, to potentially um, – uh, tap into a moment of time that sometimes can feel like a burden. Um, but I'm probably will look back on at the end of my life and say, man, I just wish I had that again, because that was such an, an incredible time to really engage. So, so that, that I think, I think that can be helpful for the everyday kind of rituals and habits we have in our lives. And even if you can just identify two or three that you say, look, this is, this is out of date. Like, I I don't want this anymore. I'm going to simplify. I think that alone is a win. And I would actually suggest that probably you don't want to go and just try and overhaul everything because it's, um, as great as that sounds, it's very difficult to do that. There's a lot of resistance that we can find when we try to change too much at once. Um, but the other piece is um, I would encourage to write down, um, especially if you're someone who maybe uh, uh, has some projects you're working on, maybe you're working on projects with, a ho- with your house or maybe you're um, an entrepreneur, or you're at work working on different projects. Um, I'm an ideas guy personally, right? I, I tend to find um, that it's very easy for me to be pulled in a lot of different directions. Um, and focus can sometimes actually be somewhat difficult for me, naturally speaking. Um, that's why the monk manual uh, is a helpful tool for me because it helps to focus me. Um, but to actually write down, you know, what are the 20 things that I want to do? Uh, from there, what are the like top five? And this actually comes from, um, Warren Buffett, one of the great American investors, where he he has this model that's based off what I was just explaining, where he says, okay, you write down the top 25 things, and then and then you, you pick the top five, and the goal is not to go and say, okay, these are the top five, and I'll just try and move all these things forward at the same time. Actually, what you want to do is say, I'm going to focus on these top five things. Everything else I'm going to avoid at all costs because those other 20 things are the most likely things that are going to get in the way of me achieving those top five things. Take um, your business, for example, right, and, and what you do with, with all your work. Um, you probably have a long list of things you'd like to do, and uh, there's probably a certain level of urgency for all of those. And um, when you spread yourself thinner – um, by trying to actualize all those at the same time, it's actually much less likely you're going to be successful in the top f- um, few things um, because what you're doing is you're spreading yourself thinner, right? Like you're Got just it. less focused. Um, but then I think if you look at it from a life perspective, right? And um, this is interesting. I've never actually done this personally and maybe I should. Um, but to look at it from a life perspective and to say, what are those top five things in your life? Um, I think you can find that sometimes there's, there's things that um, uh, you might really desire uh, that um, you just simply can't do and also do those things that are in your top five. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not a huge believer in personally, I'm not a huge believer in 
that we really can do everything. Um, I think that whenever someone seems like they can do everything, uh, we're only seeing one side of it. Sometimes, even if you're looking at people who seem like they can do everything, they may have they may have suboptimized certain parts of their life that you would not feel comfortable suboptimizing, or maybe shouldn't for your own well-being and and and, and um, just kind of f- fulfilling your own life. Well, and I like that this is what our conversation about. It's not a prescriptive. Here are your exact steps you need to follow because what it really is about. Like we've talked about this greater piece. You need to put the soul back into your time management and your productivity. You need to really evaluate who you are and who you want to be and how that also means this fine balance of uh, leaning into some discomfort of prioritizing and uh, saying, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to focus on those things and also not losing sight of what matters most in the process. It is such a, a fine balance. And like we've talked about other times too, you know, that balance doesn't exist, but it's the pursuit of it that I think will still move that needle forward in ways we are seeking. And you said something in our organization course I haven't been able to forget. I don't know if this comes from your own mind or someone else, but you said time is finite and to-do lists are forever. And um, that just really struck me as how true. We can spend our lives going after that to-do list and miss everything in front of us that matters so much more. And so for for anyone who is struggling with that, especially, they're just finding themselves rushing, rushing, rushing with all the to-do lists, the things that have to be done um, that seems like nobody else can really step up and do for them. Uh, what is, you know, maybe one or two practical things you would like to remind them of things that they can do to not be stuck in the overwhelm and the rush and really spend their time in ways that are of value? Yeah, so I think I think one of the things that I I'd, I'd said um, within that context was every person dies with a to do list, which which oh, yeah. I, I I find <laughs> to be um, slightly humorous and slightly morose. But sure. there's um uh, we, we we there it, uh, we're never going to get to a point where everything's buttoned up and perfect. Um, it's just not going to happen. And so I think I think one one piece is even when you're when you're setting a to do list for the day. To make sure it's it's realistic and and to actually write it down um, and and then review it at the end of the day and and get a sense over time of am am I um, am I assessing accurately what's really possible in a day because it's important um, it's a it's important to um, have a sense of accomplishment to have a sense of I set out to do this and. Um, and I did it and I did it and I did it well. And not every day is going to be like that. Um, but you don't want to be creating a cycle for yourself where, um, you're constantly, uh, going to bed at night thinking, oh, I just didn't get half my to-do list done. Um, if that's the case, then your to-do list is two times too long. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's probably not so much that it's a problem with you now. Um, Another thing that I find really helpful, and this is part of the monk manual, is to set three core priorities for the day and have to one to be your um, your number one priority. So to say, you know, if I only got three things done today, these would be the most important things for me to get done, um, because again, it's um, that brings a certain level of focus. It's very clear um, what success might look like, what it what it, uh, and and you can and you can really measure that. And and part of the reason you measure is just to be able to learn, right? And that's one of the great gifts that I think life is. As we engage in it, is it's just such an incredible teacher, right? It's not only teaching us how to improve over time um, in things like our time management, but it's also teaching us a lot about ourselves um, when we can kind of reflect on it and really learn through these things. Um, I'm also a big fan. And I allude to this a little earlier of of time blocking, of looking at your day. Um, 
uh, and, and actually a quick sidebar because this relates to to monks. One of the inspirations for the monk manual was this idea that when a monk is maybe it's 10 o'clock, I'm just making this up, but say it's 10 in the morning, they know they're supposed to be whatever in prayer. And then 11, they're doing manual labor and 12, they um, are doing something else. And, and it occurred to me how, how freeing that must be when you feel a sense of I know what I'm doing right now is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And um, oftentimes it's the exact opposite for us where we might be thinking, all right, it's three o'clock. I've got this long to-do list. I don't know how I'm going to fit all this stuff in. Um, and I think while we can't live in a structured life where every hour of every day is exactly the same, I do think we can get somewhat close by saying, okay, today is um, Friday and I'm going to set out and say, okay, for the next few hours, I'm going to be working on this. I'm going to be uh, cleaning up the house or I'm going to be doing um, these errands and then I'm going to go and do this and, uh, and to have some clarity. And, and, and what that actually does is um, what's beautiful about that is when you look at it in advance, when you look at something and when you look at things in the hindsight, in the rearview mirror of how you spent your day, it tends to trigger shame or like guilt. But when you look at it um, uh, on the front end, uh, it actually, you're looking at it from a real gaze of, um, of realism. So you can look and say, okay, three hours for this, two hours for this. And then all of a sudden you realize there's no way I can get all this stuff done. And you've actually created space for the things you need to get done. And you're not feeling guilty because you didn't get everything done. You're actually getting in front of things and saying, okay, this is what's really realistic for me. And now I can just live into it. And, um, I've already worked out. These are the most important things for me to do today. Um, and I think that can be really helpful. You know, what's difficult from a, from a standpoint, um, of, uh, some of the specific tactics and technique is I do think they can shift depending on what people's life circumstances are. If someone's working in a large, um, organization, for example, it might look different than someone who's a stay at home mom versus someone who's a student. Um, uh, but another thing, and this, this kind of, uh, relates to, um, uh, a method that comes out of um, something called Getting Things Done by David Allen. Uh, and and one, of, one of his ideas, um, and I've been practicing something similar to this, but I recommend it to, to your listeners, is to just get to download everything that's in your head um, somewhere into some central repository, um, whether that's in a planner or whether that's in a spreadsheet or whether it's in some sort of software platform like Trello or Asana or something, um, to just download all the stuff that's in your head, all the things you have to get done and to potentially even organize those things so that you kind of have buckets around them. Cause what, what often happens is we have a lot of, um, our mental energy can be spent all day carrying all these like little to do's and ideas we have. Um, and it's just really heavy, like cognitively for us and somewhat stressful to hold intention, this idea of all these things we have to get done. And so if you can put them in a centralized place where it's all, where it's all right there and then, you know, okay, everything's there and I can go and choose the things I want to do and prioritize them and say, these things are urgent or these things are not, or these things are important or these things are not. Um, it, it can create a real sense of, um, uh, peace because you're not having to do it all in your head, like a, like a giant calculator with a thousand buttons. Um, you know, I'm realizing too, a lot of women I've actually heard, um, from them that they struggle with time blocking, but I, what I really think they are struggling with is being able to time block consistently so that they know, like, you know, from six to nine, we do this every single day. And, and I don't think that is what time blocking is. And what you just said too, is you're creating 
more clarity behind how you want to do different blocks of your day. And this can change day to day. And this is more about looking at not just like the specific tasks, but more of the focus that you want to focus on. So when I'm looking at my own time blocks and my planner, which I actually use your monk manual, um, when I'm doing time blocks, I more put my focus. So maybe it's a general work time for an hour or it's kids. And then I know within that different things that I usually do that encourage that general focus. And that is both helpful in terms of giving me the structure I need, but also freeing in the ways that you talked about, because I'm not overwhelmed about the huge grander list of things I need to do. I'm more more focused on the general focus I need during that time, which has been really helpful for me. I do think that people's lives, um, what works for them and their day-to-day realities are just can be so different. When I think of my own reality um, and my wife's reality, for example, I have a certain level of autonomy and probably in a sense even like agency that she might not have um, because being a stay-at-home mom, um, she's just by nature in a little bit more of a reactionary position. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some of that for me because I'm sure. running my own business um, and sometimes that's like having a baby in and of itself. But yeah. Um, but I, but I still have a little bit more uh, ability to to manage those things. So, what I would um, what I would suggest is that um, what might actually be helpful is for uh, for your listeners to even just ask themselves. You know, when I think about what the best days are for me, like mm. what what do I do on those days that's different from the other days. Um, like for me, when I plan my day the day in advance and when I really create some level of um, boundaries around things, right, if, I, if I'm not letting myself get sucked into uh, my email or whatever it is, I tend to find I have a, a much better day. That's not going to be the same for everyone. Um, but, but I think that some of it is you may even know some of the answers yourself or you can see them um, when you take the time to just look at them. Um, but I also think, and this is, this is a slightly different topic, but it, it, what you had said inspired me to this, that um, when you're talking about some of your listeners with time blocking, I also think that um, the, the, the mothers I know have a very difficult time carving out space for themselves. Yeah, um, Giving themselves permission, giving themselves permission to... Um, actually have the space to have like white space to, to maybe actually think critically about some of the things and, and lay out some of their own plans for, for various things because, because they, there, there can naturally be a sense of everyone maybe needs their attention or, um, there's a lot of nurturing, right? And I know that can be life-giving. Um, but still, I think that there can be, um, uh, some, you may actually have to fight against feelings of guilt in a sense to, to carve out boundaries for yourself, um, to, to do some of this work. I'm glad that you're encouraging that because that was the the thing I wanted to end on is this takes experimentation. And in order to experiment, you also need to reflect. And you've brought that up a few times here is how vital it is to have that time to reflect. And, you know, we, we hear this saying a lot. It takes time to to make time. You know, you have to really think about it, but it also doesn't take that much time. And that's the one thing I want to to push to our listeners today, regardless of the, the circumstances they are in, is that, you know, this really can be a five minute thing 
to really just give yourself that reflection time to think about what matters today, what it, what it matters to me overall, and how can I simplify and make sure I'm prioritizing in ways that are more realistic so that I can work towards this, um, and also giving your time at the end of the day to do that as well. I actually do mine all in the same time. It's at nighttime every time, and it still gives me that reflection time that I need. Um to have the clarity that I'm looking for so I can work towards the peace of mind I'm seeking to. So I just want to encourage our listeners to just say it's okay to experiment with this and see what works best for you. And it's okay to give yourself this space of time to reflect, even if in the beginning it's a new skill and it's going to feel a little scary and difficult. It's going to give you the freedom you are looking for. Yeah, I couldn't have said that better. I agree 100% with everything you just said. And um, yeah, I, I... um, reflection, uh, I think is one of the large missing pieces of the productivity equation, mm-hmm. um, for most people, the ability to actually figure out what to say yes to and what to say no to, because one of the greatest thieves of your time is going to be saying yes to the wrong things. Yeah. And the only way you can work out, um, what's the right things to say yes to is by reflecting and by creating the space, um, to, to see what to see and, and discover what those things are. So yeah, I agree 100%. Well, Steve, this has just been so good. I mean, clearly, we have a lot more we need to talk about. So you're welcome to come back any other time. And we can chat about more things I'm sure are coming up. And maybe we can even just tell our listeners, hey, if you have any follow up questions about this or things you would like to know from Steve, write to me and let me know. And we'll figure out another topic we can have him on later on when he's able to. Um, but I would actually love for people to know more about where they can find you and access more of these jewels that you've been dropping for us today. Sure. So you can go to monkmanual.com. Uh, and via the website there, you'll also be able to download um, the free daily pages. So the Monk Manual is a daily system uh, for being and doing that's centered around really trying to tap into a deeper sense of peace and purpose. And um, it's broken up into daily, weekly, and monthly pages. And you can download the daily pages for free via the via the website. Um, so but yeah, you can also buy the the physical version there. And uh, I believe we have a discount code as well through you, Monica. Is that accurate? Yeah, we still have that affiliate code. It's about progress. And sometimes we make it for a higher percentage off and other most of the time it's always 10% off, which always helps. And you also have bundle options too. I want to tell people I always buy the four pack bundle because it saves you the most. And then you can stack the discount on top of it. But I do want to say like our purpose here is not to like you know, this is a giant ad, but at the same time, I want my listeners to also know that this has been a tool for me that has really been a game changer and how I'm able to better manage my time. And I've tried a lot of things. Um, so I do just want to give this vote of confidence that this is something that is worth looking into. But regardless of how you choose to spend and manage your time, we are here for you. And we hope that what we've talked about today is really helpful as you also work on shifting your own time management. So Steve, I just want to thank you so much much. This was a lot of time for you to take out of your busy day. And thank you so much for being so intentional about what you could teach our audience. And we really needed you. So thank you very much. Thank you so much, Monica. I love what you're doing. And I uh, look forward to um, helping uh, how I can, whatever that looks like in the future uh, for you and your audience. Thank you. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you need to grow. Let's share the progress pointers from this episode. 
You can have access to every single progress pointer from each interview by making sure you sign up for our Go Get Our newsletter. So let's go through these. Number one, consider what is it you really want at the end of the day? What are you searching for? Number two, fear is the number one inhibitor to time management. What we are really seeking is peace. Number three, your life is happening right now in the present. Number four, don't overhaul all the things at once. Number five, consider what the top 20 things are that you want to do, then narrow them down until five that will take precedence to all others. Number six, here are practical ways to shift your time management. And I'm going to go through these by letters. A, zoom out. What do you really want to do and become? B, record how you spend your time in a given period and ask why. C, turn off the autopilot. Simplify and prioritize, then reflect. D, fill most of your time with the top priorities and what is life giving. E, set three core priorities a day. F, consider time blocking, which can look different day to day and be more focus-centered than task-centered. G, ensure that that reflection is part of your planning sessions. H, experiment. I, download what's in your head when you're feeling extra overwhelmed. And J, take time to make time. It really can take just a few minutes a day to advance your time management. That was definitely the longest list of the progress pointers I've shared so far. So if you are feeling a little lost, remember to get access to this. Just sign up for our Go-Getter newsletter by going to aboutprogress.com slash go-getter. And then every single time I do an interview, we have a graphic sent out in our weekly newsletter with the progress pointers. And at the end of the month, we collect them all together so that you can put them all out for any of the ones that really are the ones you want to keep track of. Before I let you go, I want to remind you to sign up for our podcast, You Free Masterclasses. We again, we are teaching ones on how to start a podcast and how to grow the one you already have. Go to podcastu.co slash free class and share the word with people you know who are interested in podcasting. And finally, don't wait to share your Dear Progressor note with me. I've been so excited to already have one sent in near the beginning of the month. That made me so happy. If you have any progress pointers of your own that you want to share, both related to productivity or to share about your do something list so far of this year, just go to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show to learn how to submit your Dear Progressor note. It's super easy to do. That's it for today, folks. Keep growing and remember life is about progress, not perfection. Let's take a quick break here. Aren't you loving this conversation with Steve? Now, we wanted to be able to have the, 